Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, a show where we talk to experts who've taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have sailed around the world to those who've started thriving businesses and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. This is episode 36 with She Explores podcast founder, Gail Straub. This episode was brought to you by Keen. On all my greatest wild adventures, I've had a pair of Keens with me. I wore them when I stand up paddle down a portion of the Peruvian Amazon River, when I went tubing through the glowworm caves in New Zealand, and even trekking through the rainforest of Costa Rica. Keen's most known for their Newport sandal. They're made to go in water and on land, but right now they also have some amazing new styles I'm especially excited about. The Terradora collection, for example, was designed specifically for the unique biomechanics of a woman's foot and stride. It was designed so you could trek all through Yosemite or any great hiking destination, and so you could wear them through the city streets, on the beach, and they're stylish enough to wear out after with leggings or jeans. Best of all, Keen is a family-owned company. They're out of Portland, Oregon. They're committed to not only protect the places we play outside, but they also provide numerous grants to causes and difference makers who share their ambitious goals. They support some kick-ass ambassadors as well. You can check them out at keenfootwear.com. That's K-E-E-N footwear.com for more. This episode was also brought to you by HDX Hydration Mix. Like you, I'm an active person. I love sports drinks, but many of them have a lot of weird stuff inside of them. That's why I like HDX Mix. Not only do they use stevia and natural sweeteners, but there's no caffeine, no junk, and it has all the electrolytes, vitamins, amino acids, and minerals to stay hydrated and going all day long, whether you're surfing, running, or even producing podcast episodes. There's only one flavor, it's berry, and it tastes amazing. Besides being low in sugar, it comes in a tiny pouch, not a plastic bottle. So all you have to do is add it to your own water and your own reusable bottle, minimizing your impact and not adding to plastic pollution. You can even stuff it in your pocket or in your wetsuit during long surf trips or run. It's super easy to carry. It's lightweight. It's the healthy, eco-friendly hydration drink. You can check them out at hdxmix.com. That's H as in happy. D as in delightful, X as in x-ray, mix.com. Gail Straub is the voice and creator of the popular outdoor podcast for females, She Explores. Gail loves sharing stories about lesser known women in the outdoors, on the road, and beyond. We talk about how she got the wild idea to quit her job as a CPA and start her very popular podcast, as well as her big trip in a sprinter van around the country. I met Gail after I started my podcast and was searching out other podcasters to relate to. She's been a helpful resource, and this was a fun experiment. Today, we both launched new episodes. She actually is interviewing me on her show, and I have her on mine. It's a shorter episode, but a good one. For those who are curious about Gail, the voice behind She Explores, I hope you get a little more insight into her world. And for those who are hearing her for the first time, I hope you enjoy the show and get a good introduction not only to the podcast of She Explores, but also how to find adventure anywhere. All right, today we have on Gail Straub of She Explores. Gail, welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living. 
Thank you for having me, Shelby. Well, we're excited to have you. Can you just tell us a little bit about She Explores? Sure. So She Explores is both a style site for women who enjoy and are inspired by spending time outside. Um, And it's also a podcast. And now it's become kind of like a podcast media company where I've started two podcasts under She Explores. But ultimately, it's just a place for for women to hear stories from like-minded women and, and get inspired to spend more time outside. I love that. And I think what I love about your show is you love interviewing women, it sounds like, especially women that aren't as well known. Can you tell me a little bit about that and why? Yeah, sure. So I have interviewed a lot of different types of women on She Explores. And often I do interview entrepreneurs and and women who do through hikes because I'm fascinated by both entrepreneurship and through hiking. But I'm also really interested in, you know, quote unquote, ordinary women, because I think everyone has a story to tell and everyone has a unique relationship with the outdoors. Through hiking. So have you done any through hiking yourself? I haven't done any through hiking, but it's it's one of those things that is easy to, there's a lot of story in it. And it's also really easy to romanticize in certain ways because it feels a little bit like an escape. Um, and a lot of people do it in more transitory times in their lives. So it's something that I think tells a lot about a person, why they decide to do a through hike and what challenges they overcome during a through hike. So I'm really fascinated by the stories. And I'm also really interested in how I would react in that situation. So in a lot of ways, I talk to these women to get a feel for what it would be like for me. You know, it's so interesting. I've never done a through hike either, but it's it's on my mind. I mean, so many books have come out wild into the girl in the woods. And I don't know, maybe that mm. becomes a wild ideas worth living. She explores out there podcast collaboration <laughs> retreat in the future. Oh, my gosh. That would I, would, I think for me, I would love to do like a month of one, like maybe do the state of Oregon or do the JMT, something that's a little more bite offable. Um, because taking, you know, it's a really big time investment to take four months. Um, in some ways I feel a little bit like I've done something similar to a through hike in that my boyfriend and I traveled for a year in a sprinter van. So, cause it's the same kind of thing where we were almost taking a break from life. And, you know, the lesson you learn when you take a break from life is that life keeps going. It chases you wherever you take that break. Um, but I, I do like the idea of doing a, a shorter through hike, like the long trail or the JMT or one of the states in the um, Pacific Crest Trail. I, I love that idea. I was actually thinking like a long weekend or a four day hike, but <laughs> a month would be incredible. So let's, let's talk about this great adventure you did. I don't know how old you were. Maybe you could just set us set, set the stage. You went on this great road trip in a sprinter van when why how with who well so it was three years ago that my boyfriend john and i set off in a year-long trip in a sprinter van and at the same time i started she explore so it was a pretty big life change for me three years ago but four and a half years ago i can't believe it now so i was four and a half years ago i was 26 and my boyfriend brought the idea of it and I was I was down to do it. And we ended up saving for almost a year and a half um, to make sure that we were all set prepared to go on a trip like that. So it wasn't until I was 28 
that we actually set off on the trip. Wow. So and the why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the why was um, I was 26. I'd been working for two years at a big four public accounting firm and then two years at a venture, um, a venture capital firm in Boston. And I, it wasn't that I was looking for, I mean, I think I was looking for a big life change and like looking back on it, I kind of poo poo that, that thought because I know that it takes a lot longer than just doing one trip to really change your life. But I was looking for a change up from where I was living and the type of work that I was doing and where I was putting my energy. Um, and he was looking to do that as well. And we also liked the idea of traveling in that way when we weren't retirees and in our sixties or seventies, because you don't necessarily know that that's going to be a possibility for you, especially these days, the way um, you know, social security is going down the tubes and retirement is hard to save for. So you decided to retire at 26, which is pretty epic. Now, I'm a big fan of this, <laughs> you know, well, not retire, but like to take these grand adventures while you're young. I'm just teasing you on that one. Yeah, I've gotten teased that way before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, we, I did the same thing. So at 29, I pretty much quit my job and also went on a bunch of journeys. But, you know, what, what did you kind of learn from, from traveling around in a van? Uh, well, one of the things that I've already alluded to is the fact that life catches up with you even when you decide to, to make a big life change. So um, I know that one of the things that I come across in now writing about women who travel in that way or producing um, a second podcast about women who travel in that way called Women on the Road. Um, a lot of people are like, they see these really beautiful and romantic looking photos and they, it's easy to look at that as an escape from real life. But when you're living it, travel is still real life. So that was one of the big kind of realities of living that lifestyle for me and something that I've taken away and that like, it's not really healthy to fantasize about like what's next. It's better to kind of appreciate what you're doing in the, in the current time. Um, and then another lesson that I learned and, and my boyfriend learned as well was, and similar to that really was to slow down while traveling. We had a tendency to kind of bounce from place to place to place. And in that way, we were still as busy as we were when we were living in Boston and um, kind of doing more of a, a work hustle. So that's something that I'm also trying to keep in mind, you know, while I'm not traveling and I'm staying in one place more often to kind of slow down and appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's good advice. I mean, we're the same way. We never really liked going from place to place. When we, we take a trip, we sort of like when we went to New Zealand, we we had this goal to go to a couple places, but we went to Raglan, a little surf farm town, and we pretty much stayed there for all six months. And it felt really good. You know, you talked about once before the proximity of living with someone, especially, you know, it wasn't a new relationship, but you guys hadn't lived together before. I have a friend who's living on mm -hmm. a boat with his his wife, and, and it brings a whole new meaning to a relationship when you live in that close of a space together. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how your relationship changed from doing the Sprinter van tour? Yeah, definitely. So when we moved into the van together, we'd been dating for two years. So we decided to do it after a year of dating. And then 
Um, we technically moved in together a few months before while we were building out van, but we moved into together at his parents' house. So that was a whole other challenge. <laughs> um, but <laughs> for me, it was the proximity was something that I was really, uh, I was very wary of it before we traveled. It was something, it was my biggest um, fear about traveling in that way was sharing that small space. And I, part of that was, you know, the worry of, will that ruin or end my relationship? And then part of it was how much more intimate is my relationship going to be? Like, how am I, am I equipped for this intimate relationship? Because I never lived with anyone before I was 28. So I was old to have never lived with anyone before, but I'd never chosen to live with anyone before, even if I'd been in committed relationships. So um, that smallest space, it did result in more intimacy and it also resulted in, in more fights, which is, you know, a product of more intimacy in, in, in a lot of ways. That's so interesting, but that's so true. I mean, living in, in tight quarters is, um, it's intense, I guess. Maybe it intensifies everything. You get, you do get used to it though. So it was something that like over time, um, we got more used to it. And then once we got off the road, I, I definitely missed that kind of super, super close proximity. Um, and just knowing everything that was going on in his life, um, type of relationship. Mm, I like that. Um, so when you went on your van, if, if you have, there's a lot of people right now who want to go travel in a van and know it's a lot more popular today than it was even when you started any advice to people who are going to go travel in a van, whether it's a weekend or four months or six months or a year? Yeah, I think, um, the first, the first thing that you should do if you're choosing to, to take on a, a longer term road trip, I guess, whether it's a weekend or well, a weekend was, is going to be a lot different from a year, but, um, I would say one, there's a lot of other people out there doing this now. So there's a lot of resources out there for kind of comparing and contrasting and thinking about what's going to work for you. Like, are you going with a significant other? Are you going by yourself? Are are you taking a dog or two dogs or a family? Like there's a lot of different ways to travel in that way. So kind of doing some field research will make a really big difference for what your experience is like. And then the big starting point I find for a lot of people is what, what the vehicle is and what vehicle you choose or, you know, what your home kind of looks like for that time period really depends on how you're going to use that home and whether you're going to leave that home at the campsite or whether you're going to take that home up the mountain pass with you. So, um, yeah, just really doing research and thinking about what is going to suit you and, and your travel needs. If you had to do it again, would you, use a sprinter van or another type of vehicle? Oh, that's something that John and I do talk about. I think that we would use a smaller vehicle. Our, our sprinter van is 21 feet long and it has room for a queen size bed in the back, which is awesome because it's super comfortable and it, it very much felt like home while we were traveling. We didn't want to sleep anywhere else, but it's really difficult to park and it's, it's just a lot of van. So if we were to do another van, I think we would probably do a sprinter with a shorter wheelbase. You know, if we had a lot of money, a four, four wheel drive sprinter. Um, and then there are a lot of other vans that do the same kind of job that you can also build out to, to be your own, like a Ford transit van, or, um, even like the VW Euro vans are super cute. 
and everything's kind of already done for you. Um, so the idea of that is also very appealing, but it really depends on um, how how long term and and what the what the needs are for the particular trip. I think you told me that like, you know, traveling in a van is a lot like a hike. You got to hike your own hike. You you once told me in a conversation and with a van, it sounds like <laughs> you had to carve your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I have said that before where that phrase, hike your own hike, it's, you can only do what's right for you and you don't really know what is right for you until you start doing it in a lot of ways, but where research can help prepare you for, for what that's going to feel like. Some people go and they think they're going to take a long-term trip and they decide to do it for a month. And that is long-term, but maybe they thought they were going to go for six months, but it just wasn't the right fit for them. And then some people go out for six months and make that their permanent lifestyle. So it's, it's really dependent on the individual, like so many other things in life. Mm. So I got to ask you, how does one go from before van life, you said you were a, a CPA. H- how did you go from, you know, being a CPA to, to making the decision to quit your job and do this? Because that's a wild idea. <laughs> um, well, in, in certain ways, you also have to ask why I became a CPA. Um, and I think that helps answer why I'm no longer CPA. So, um, I became, I decided to become a CPA and go back to school to become a CPA when I was 23. Um, I graduated college, you know, at 22 and I graduated with a psychology degree and I graduated at a time when the market was really low and I didn't really have a strong sense of who I was. Um, not that most people do at 22, but I have an identical twin sister and identity was something that I struggled with a lot because I would sometimes look to her to define us, which is such a, it feels silly looking back on it now, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I had my own interests or, um, a way to really pursue what I was interested in, uh, because I wasn't really sure of who I was. And at the same time, I was very, very shy. So I was looking for work, um, and a way to have a comfortable living, but I was, making the decision out of fear because I, because, because it felt like the easiest thing to do. Like it felt like I could sit behind my laptop and (laughs) balance books and forecast for, for companies and solve problems. And I wouldn't have to interact with a lot of people. And I was, because I was so shy, I thought, that would be the best way to live my life. And obviously you make a decision out of fear. Sometimes it can be a good thing and sometimes it can be a bad thing. And in that case, it was not the best decision for me because I still had a lot of growing up to do and I wasn't going to grow out of being as shy because even when you're an accountant, you still have to talk to people. If you're an auditor, you talk to, you talk to lots of people and the more you do it, the more you talk to people, the the better you get at it and the easier it becomes. And the more you challenge yourself, the more you want to challenge yourself to do other things. So as I got more comfortable and I pursued my interests outside of accounting, I I started doing more and more photography and going to art museums and spending time hiking and camping and doing things that I was interested in. I was more comfortable to to quit the job that I was in and, and to try something new for a year with my boyfriend. 
Wow, that's really brave. And I think that it's awesome that you're a CPA because it must help you a little bit in your business now, at least knowing how to deal with numbers and <laughs> having your own media company. It, it really, it really does. I also really like the problem solving aspect of um, finance and accounting. I, I actually really like spreadsheets. So part of it is that I, I do like, like solving problems and um, it is it is very helpful for having your own company. Okay, so I want to ask you a few things about adventure because this is a lot what you what you cover in She Explores. You know, for you, besides through hiking, what do you like to do for adventure on on kind of a more everyday basis? Uh, well, as I said before, I'm interested in through hiking. I've never technically done like a true through hike unless you count like the Lost Coast, which is only for a four day. That hike. counts. Um, so for oh, <laughs> awesome. So for for me. Adventure is, it's not really extreme. Um, I, I love challenging myself and I, I love get, getting a lot of elevation gain if I'm doing a hike, but I'm not, I, I'm not an alpinist. Um, I've never had like mountaineering training, even though that's something that I'm interested in learning how to do. I'm interested in ice climbing. Um, I'm really more at right now, I find the most pleasure in going out for a kayak ride or going for a walk or a hike or a trail run. Um, and often I like doing it with, with my camera and kind of cementing the memories, um, by taking photographs. Mm, I love that. And you kayak. So you live on the East coast. Where do you kayak? Oh, I actually mostly kayak at my, I'm a little spoiled in that my boyfriend's parents have what we call a camp in Maine basically a cabin on a lake in Maine. And then my parents also have a cabin on a different lake in Maine. So we kind of trade trade time at the different camps. Um, so we often kayak there. We canoe more at his camp and then kayak at my parents' camp. Um, the only downside is that we spend a lot of time with our parents, <laughs> which is an upside and a downside. That's so funny. So I want to talk a little bit more about She Explores. What doors has starting this media company opened for you? Uh, you know, I think the biggest doors that She Explores has opened for me has been all the connections that I've made with the women who I've worked with, um, either that I've connected with over email or phone call or Skype call for a podcast interview. Those have been the most rewarding and, and valuable parts of um, the benefits of She Explores. And then in other ways, I've gotten to I got to make a film for REI that came out in May. And that was a great way of seeing how I, I liked motion, you know, motion picture. Um, and then by doing the podcast, I've gotten to translate what I read and what I online to what I could hear and getting to kind of bring the women to life that I've featured on the, on the site. Mm. So I think those have been like the the biggest opportunities for me. What? Where can we find this movie you did with REI? What's it called? Uh, it's called Ventures Voices, and you can find it on um, REI's blog or on their YouTube channel. Um, and it's about four entrepreneurial ventures um, that women started within the outdoor industry. And I made it with um, my partner Jesse Davis on the project, and also my good friend Julie Hotz helped edit it edit it. And she also, um, did all the cinematography. Oh, it sounds awesome. We'll link to that in the show notes for sure. 
So one of one oh of, yeah, definitely <laughs> one of our listeners, Unique, who's this awesome girl. She has a site called Stranded on Land, and she she's a fan. She was like, you know, interview Gail because Gail is like the mysterious Oz. You only hear her voice on She Explores, so a lot of people don't see you. Which <laughs> I want to ask you about that because a lot of people who have a following as big as yours on Instagram put a lot of pictures of themselves. You do not. I find that really interesting. Secondly, you know, she asked, you know, you do a lot in one day. So part one is, is how do you find balance and do you have any routines? And part two is, is who inspires you or what inspires you? Mm. So, um, for balance and routines, I, I was thinking about that this morning as I got up and I was like, do I do the same thing every morning? Um, I, I am someone who eats, I eat breakfast the moment I wake up and I have a cup of coffee the moment I wake up. I, I kind of wish I weren't someone who needed to eat (laughs) first thing in the morning, but I really enjoy making a good breakfast of like yogurt and granola or egg in a hole or, um, you know, smoothie or something and just kind of letting the day start a little more slowly because I, I do have a tendency to, to just jump right in. It would be easy to jump right in. I don't always want to do that. Um, and then another way that I keep balanced during the day is that I often go for walks. Uh, if I, cause I work from home, it's really easy to feel a little too, too sheltered or a little confined in one space. So I often will go for an hour long walk and sometimes I'll listen to a podcast while I do that. Um, something that's outside of the outdoor space in order to draw a little inspiration. Um, and that really helps me stay stay grounded and and not go crazy working by myself all the time. And then for inspiration, like why, why I keep going with She Explores, I think that's kind of what she was asking. Uh, That goes back to the benefits and the opportunities that have come out of She Explores. Um, All all of the women that I've gotten to make connections with are the reason that I keep doing She Explores because I've definitely had you know, ups and downs. And that's such a cliche to say as an entrepreneur, but it's a cliche because it's true. There are times when I've gone months without making a dollar and that's really, really difficult, but it's easier if you are hearing from people that you're reaching and and not in a narcissistic way, but like in a way that like the work that you make makes someone think differently about the world or think differently about themselves, especially and what they're able to do and what they're able, what they want to do with their time. So, um, the women are, are the reason that I keep, keep doing she explorers. Well, thanks for being completely honest about that because I feel you starting a podcast. Some days you make no money one month, but you'll get a letter that <laughs> says, Hey, your podcast changed my life. I'm moving to Alaska. Thanks. And then you just keep going. Yeah. I'm sure you get some incredible letters. Gil, do you have any that you remember or just feedback that you've gotten on your podcast? Uh, you know, I did get one letter from a woman who is from Washington State. I know she's not from, she was, her parents live in Washington State. She's from Texas, basically. But anyway, she grew up with two parents who um, were national park rangers working for the National Park Service. And she always thought she was going to go and grow up and, and be a national park ranger too. And she ended up starting to go down that path. And then she decided to move to New Zealand and she's now ultimately a ranger in New Zealand. And she, she wrote me this wonderful email about just the, she goes out for eight, nine days at a time and she saves podcasts, listen to and how 
difficult hearing women from, you know, mostly the U.S., but some other women around the world who all think similarly to her, who care about the same things as her, really kept her going and the conservation work that she's doing in New Zealand. Like, it just made it made the world feel like a smaller place, which was, was really nice. And I'm actually interviewing her for the podcast. So um, <laughs> that'll actually go come out a week before this episode comes out. Oh, that's but, awesome. Um, you can go back and listen yes, to it. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And she, so it's just one of those things that like one email created a, a bigger connection, but at the same time, emails are also one of the things that I struggle with on She Explores because I can't always keep up with, with my emails. And, um, I know Shelby, you know, that it takes a lot of time to edit and produce a podcast. So like also it's sometimes I have to make a choice between, you know, answering an email or, or getting work done for the week. So, um, that's something that I think a lot about and I'm trying to let go the guilt that I feel of not always being able to answer every email. I think that's really important. And I'm starting to struggle with that too. So thank you. <laughs> Maybe we'll come up with some sort of solution. <laughs> it's hard. It's it's really hard. Email is really tough. And saying no to meetings has gotten really hard. I, I've just started recently saying no to meetings and I feel like a total jerk, but like I can't do it all. And mm -hmm. your podcast especially is pretty intensive. You edit it highly. For those of you listening, listen to She Explores. It is so well edited. It's beautiful. I know you said you were inspired by some of the podcasts on Gimlet Media. You turned me on to startup podcasts mm -hmm. and and I find that there's a lot of similarities with yours. So back to the pictures, you know, why, why aren't you in any of the pictures? Oh, I, one, I just don't love having my photo taken, but two, I, I have never found myself to be that interesting. Like I'm more interested in, in sharing other people's stories and lifting other people up than, than talking about myself. And that could be because I'm a twin and I've been used to like being lumped in with somebody else. But the purpose of She Explores for me is really to, to highlight other women and, um, the way they see the world. So starting the podcast, I put myself out there a little bit more, which I think was a good thing for me, but more often than not, I'm really just using it to elevate other people. I love that. And I think it's so funny that you're shy and you have this podcast and this platform and it, <laughs> it's been awesome. I think when you give to others, you get back a lot. So I don't know what you were like as a kid. You know, you said you were shy, but if you could go back and tell, I love to ask everybody, what, what would you tell your 15 year old self? That's such a interesting time for especially young women. I would tell my 15 year old self to if something seems really hard or like 15 year old Gail couldn't do it, that she might be able to do it when she's older and to try anyway, because the more you do things, that's one thing that I've learned as I've gotten older, it just gets easier. So if I know when I was 15, I had a tendency to study things on my own because it was easier for me if I just took the book and read it and tried to teach myself. And I would tell her that like, that's going to help you later in life because it, it's really, it's great to be a self learner. And the more you do things, the easier it gets. But at the same time, I would tell her to reach out to other people and ask for help because that's something that I still struggle with. So if I had started at 15, I might be better at that now. Mm. That's good advice. You do live in this adventure world right now, and I'm sure people send you lots of gear and you probably test some gear. You know, what gear right now do you love? 
Uh, well, anyone who knows me knows that I have a bit of a boot problem. So I own a lot of hiking boots <laughs> like, and I own a lot of other boots too, but I especially own a lot of hiking boots and my favorite pair of boots are, um, from Danner and they're Navy blue and they're suede and they're really, really good looking. And they're also pretty darn comfortable, which sometimes with leather boots, it's harder, but I've taken them on a lot of overnights and, um, I think they're called the mountain dress blues and I, I really love those. And then, um, for backpacking bags, I like my my Osprey, and I have a Gossamer gear pack too. That's a little bit more lightweight, which is nice if you don't have as much gear for a day hike. To if you need a little more space, but you want to keep your pack lightweight. What what gifts do you give most often to people? Any books? Um, I've given the book and recommended the book uh, "Tiny Beautiful Things" by Cheryl Strayed many many times. It's a it's a book that's a compilation of her advice column, Dear Sugar, and it, but it's it's more than just an advice column. Um, I think they describe it as an exercise in radical empathy. It's Cheryl Strayed is really putting herself in the shoes of the people that she's trying to help by telling her own story, and I find that there's there's so much light in that, and it can really help. It's helped to me at different points in my life just over the past couple of years in relation to like creativity and, and writing and putting yourself out there and interpersonal relationships. And it's something that I kind of want all of my family members to read and all my friends to read. So it's something that I definitely recommend a lot. I love that book. I actually went to her book signing when she, she, and she read part of that book out loud. And I mean, obviously Cheryl Strayed's a oh. legend. It was really cool. Gail, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So actually, Gail interviewed me. I'm interviewing her. So today you can listen to my podcast on she-explores.com. It is one of my favorite podcasts around. Gail, any parting thoughts or advice to those who just want to live more wildly and take a leap? Um, I would say go for it, but plan accordingly. <laughs> that's good advice. That's, that's my big advice. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Gail. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you soon. Okay. Thank you so much, Shelby. Thanks again for listening. And to Gail, thank you for inspiring so many women and men to enjoy the road, the outdoors, and beyond. I love Gail's show, so you can check it out. And check out the interview she just did at she-explores. Anywhere you download podcasts, just search for it. It's episode 38, or you can go to she-explores.com. Thanks again for listening, for sharing this show with friends, and for writing reviews on iTunes, which helps all podcasts grow. Thanks again to our sponsors, Keen and HDX Hydration Mix. Wherever you are listening today, don't forget, some of the best adventures often happen when you follow your wildest ideas. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.